You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Oz Network as we come to you for another spoiler-free review and we are into our first Disney Live Action review of the year. We're about to have Disney Live Action Month in a few weeks, but we're preceding that with a review of a movie that we probably should have really covered anyway. It's Aladdin! The 2019 remake of the 1992 film of the same name, starring Will Smith and a bunch of other actors you haven't really heard of, but we'll probably talk about them at the same time. My name is Ben, and someone's coughing and choking in the background, Um, and Jam. My name is Mallory, and I don't have a quote because I forgot that was a thing. Arabian Nights. Arabian. I still don't have one. Yes. Um. Yes, Aladdin. Which is it's it's interesting. Oh, hang on, she's got one now. No. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with her. Um. It's it's interesting, and you're gonna have to forgive Mallory for coughing a lot in this episode because she's not too well, uh, and that's nothing unusual. Um. But I will say that I don't know what I'm saying. Uh. What do you think of the film? I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm lost. It, I've lost it already. I didn't like it as much as my expectations had, but Will Smith exceeded the expectations I had because I tried not to go in with expectations. I had no expectations going into this movie. Um, I think what I was trying to say before is that we are going to be doing Disney Live Action Month in a few weeks' time in the lead-up to The Lion King, and we'll spoil the illusion. <laughs> we've, we've already recorded all of them anyway, so kind of you will hear no influences of us having seen Aladdin. And I talk a lot about in those how I'm not the biggest Disney fan. You know, it's not something I go out of my way to see. Uh, And none of these live action movies mean anything to me because I don't see the purpose in them. So therefore, I went into this with no expectations at all. We watched the the cartoon last night. I don't think I'd seen it since I saw it at the movies as a little kid. Um, And, you know, I, I kind of left maybe feeling the same as I went in, just like, oh, yeah, you know, um, sure, Aladdin. And I kind of left thinking, oh, yeah, sure, Aladdin. Um, would that be a good summary? Yeah, I reckon. It, I just, I do not see the purpose of Disney remaking cartoons into live-action films if you were going to do exactly the same thing as what you do in the cartoons. And we talk a lot about this over the coming weeks when we do live-action ones, and this is where... The Lion King is a movie I absolutely love. It's one of the few Disney movies that I will say is, you know, in my favourite movies of all time. And I just don't want this remake, this live-action thing to happen. A, it's not live-action, it's still animated, and B, nothing new is going to come from it, just like Aladdin. Um, I mean, you kind of said to me, as soon as this movie finished, you said, oh, I liked that they did something different. And I said, well, did they? They kind of only did like 30% of new things different. Um, and, I mean, this is a problem that plagued Beauty and the Beast, um, I think I've, we haven't seen Dumbo, but I've heard similar things about Dumbo. Um, Jungle Book, I guess, the same as well. I just, again, it's a cash cow for Disney because they know people are going to pay to see exactly the same thing. So, yeah, but you, you thought it was different. Why did you think it was different? Well, I just want to say, like, I loved that Beauty and the Beast was the exact same as the original Beauty and, Be- and the Beast. And I loved that the Jungle Book was the exact same as the Jungle Book that I didn't remember very well. But, like, you know, like, I like that. I like the nostalgia. I like that they're redoing the exact same thing. Like, that's great to me. But but can I ask why? Like, why would you go pay to see something that you've already seen? Because it's 
different, even though it's the same. I guess I can't talk. I'd pay to go see Jurassic World like three times, and it's basically Jurassic Park 2.0, and Star Wars The Force Awakens is basically exactly Star Wars New Hope, but they don't market it as that. They market it as something different. This is marketed the same. It is the same. Everything about it is the same. It's just, it's, it's like if you buy a piece of fruit, and then the next day you go, oh, oh, there's a green apple. It's still an apple. It's just a different color. Well, green apples and red apples are different. They taste the same. They taste like an apple. No, they don't. Um, but I think that it's just like the little girl in me has grown up and all of a sudden the little girl in me has her movies all over again. You know? Like, yeah, I can go back and watch the originals, but now the same thing is being marketed to me all over again and I am totally buying it. You are. Um, you paid tonight. That was nice. So you technically did pay for it. Um... I mean, there's there's not a whole lot really to add in terms of story and everything. I mean, if you've seen the uh, 1992 cartoon, then you know what to expect. It's basically exactly the same story. Uh, you know, Aladdin is a, a, I guess, a beggar. Uh, what would you call him? Like, he's a poor citizen of, uh, what's it, Azkaban? No, it's not Azkaban. That's the prison in Harry Potter. What's the place called? Agabacadar or something, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Az- Azkaban. Az- I'm just going to call it the prisoner of Azkaban. It's Azkaban, basically. And, um, you know, he longs to live the life in the castle and there's a princess and she has to marry a prince in order to be set free and there's an evil guy called Jafar and then there's a lamp in a cave and only the diamond in the rough can get it and then there's a genie and they have three wishes and then life changes and stuff like that. So, you know the story. Um, And the the differences being that this is live action, (laughs) Um, obviously completely new cast, and I, I guess the real talking point around this, though, is, is not who Aladdin is, it's not who Jasmine is, it's not who Jafar is, it's it's the genie. Because, let's be honest, the, everyone remembers and loves Aladdin from 1992 because of Robin Williams. I mean, we watched that last night, and I, I think I said to you, like, that movie would be crap if it wasn't for Robin Williams. <laughs> uh, Robin Williams owns that movie. Um, and, I mean, this, I would argue, is the same with Will Smith. And I think my biggest fear coming into this was... Will Smith is just going to do a Robin Williams impersonation, and he doesn't. He 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 does a different take on the character, and it works for Will Smith. I think that that's the biggest thing to come out of this film is like, don't go into this thinking it's just going to be a lazy Robin Williams impersonation. Will Smith does a Will Smith impersonation, and he I think he nails it. I think Will Smith definitely owns this movie uh, because everyone else is kind of a bit lifeless in a lot of this movie besides Will Smith, and, and Jafar's good too. But we'll get to him. I agree with most things you said other than the Jafar thing. Um, you need to hold that up a little. Um, That's what she said. I've lost Sorry. the thought. Stop talking. <laughs> That's what everyone listening to this show says. Oh, this is just, like, to me, it's kind of the feminist version of mm-hmm. Aladdin. And, like... That's what Tangled is for. That's what Frozen is for. That's what Brave is for. That's not what Aladdin is for. And I think that that's why I walked out of this movie saying it's so different from the original. It bothers me because that little girl in me still wants the Cinderella story, the true Aladdin, like uh, Mulan's not a good example. Um, Beauty and the Beast is all about him and like well it's all about her but it's he saves the day and like um sleeping beauty and all of the true disney princesses are just princesses and it takes the man and i know that's so anti-feminism and you can go off at me about it but that's like 
the nostalgia in me feels that, and that's what I want to see, and that is not what this movie is, I don't feel. I feel that, well, one, they put a music video in it, which I thought was pretty um, bang on on their part for the Oscars, but I, I actually thought it was kind of funny, because the movie basically pauses, and there's a music video. Like, there's there's no other way to describe it. It's like they put the entire thing on hold and there's a music video in the middle. I guess we'll talk about Will Smith after. Um, I, I, I'm I glad you were the one who brought that up because I thought if I brought that up, oh, Ben's just going on an anti-feminist thing and all that sort of stuff again. Um, because I couldn't agree with you more. I think that the the key change here, and I mean, it's not really spoiling it if we're saying there's a, there's a big feminist <laughs> message in it, which... I don't want to say ruins the film because I can okay I can see what they're trying to do with it. I think that it's it's okay. I get it. That's the trend right now, and I don't mean that sound offensive, but let, let's be honest. That's kind of where things are turning right now, which is good in its own right. But I, I completely agree with you in the fact that I think the key thing with Disney movies is that the majority of Disney movies are aimed at a female audience, and the majority of Disney films are actually about female empowerment. You know, you, you talked about Tangled. You talked about Frozen. Moana is a new, is a different one in, in general. I would argue Beauty and the Beast is more about Belle. Um, well, I mean, Beauty and the Beast is a 50-50 one. I think it is about the Beast sort of overcoming, sort of being an asshole to, you know, find his inner self. But I think it's also about Belle too, kind of coming out of a shell and everything as well. Um, I would argue that the majority of Disney films have a feminist message in them. I don't know if you would agree with that. But I to me Aladdin is one of the few male centric Disney films. This The Lion King you would argue is male centric, Tarzan. Um I've never seen Tarzan but it's called Tarzan. <laughs> you know, I mean there there obviously are Disney's The Jungle Book. There are obviously those ones out there, but again, mainly targeted at female audiences. And it's to me this is not a story about Jasmine. This is a story about Aladdin. And they take that away in, in what they do with the feminist message in this movie. And I agree with you. That was the one bit that probably frustrated me the most. I think that it kind of just changes the face of the movie a little bit. And that's like that's hard to swallow. For someone who has been marketed to as the little girl who grew up and wanted to see the same movie all over again, it was not the same movie. And that was hard. And I think that there's just like... I can be nitpicky and there's bits and pieces that bothered me, but on a positive female note, they do introduce a new character and I think that she is bang on and they did a great job with her. Um, I'm sad because they, can I say that they phased out one of our favorite characters without spoiling anything? Like Talk about the bird. Oh, I was trying not to say the bird specifically, but... I mean, the thing, the, the, just to interrupt, the thing with spoiler-free for this one, I mean, it's a remake of a movie, you know the story. The story doesn't necessarily <laughs> change, and there's nothing really spoilerific that is going to... You know, it's not like a character dies or something like that. Go for your life, I don't care. The bird doesn't talk. It's not... Well, he does talk, but he doesn't have a brain. He, he's not like in... In the cartoon where he pretends to be like, bah, I'm a bird, bah, I'm a bird. And then as soon as like everyone goes away, he's just like, oh my God, I'm talking. Like the whole movie, he's just like, bah, I'm a bird, bah, I'm a bird. And yeah, I agree with you. I think that was dumb. Yeah, it was sad. Because like he to me was the comic relief. <laughs> and I think that the comic relief kind of shifted to the new in- character that they introduced. And like just around her and her 
subplot, I guess, um, is where the comic relief kind of shifts to. And it also, I think, shifts to Will Smith's personality and his the way that he is on screen. How do I say that? His Charisma, on-screen presence. presence. Yeah, his presence on screen. Um, and I was also really upset because the king is no longer a funny little fat guy. Well, I, I think... It, yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean... I think if you look, if you think about, yes. I mean, the king in in the cartoon is very white for a Arabian king, a sultan. At least this time they actually casted an Arabic actor. True, and possibly the only Arabic actor. Really? Well, well, not. I would call Mina Masood and uh, Naomi Scott of Arab descent. No, yes, she's hitting my arm, and that's reflecting into the microphone. I want to talk. Um, yes, of Arab descent, but. He was only, like, one of the only characters who actually had an accent. And I was saying to you on the way home, in one of the final scenes in this movie, Jasmine and her father are talking, and it's really awkward because he sounds like he belongs in the world that they're from, and she sounds American. And it's like, what is happening? Like, obviously he wouldn't have an American daughter. Um, That was not the point I was going to make originally, though. The point I was going to make originally was it was harder to watch him be controlled by Jafar in this movie than it was in the original based on the changes in his character. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, And, I mean, this is the thing I have with these Disney films that it's okay, like, I complain that they're basically same-same, but then they kind of want to take their cake and eat it too. Like, you'll hear us in a few weeks really rip into Maleficent of kind of being shit. But one thing I have to give Maleficent credit for is that they at least tried something different. They told it from a different perspective... And, like, it was different. Like, if they want this movie to be about Jasmine and this whole new... Just make a movie. Make a Jasmine movie. That's all you need to do. And, like, even what you're saying kind of with uh, these other elements of, like, changing characters and that, like, it's it's just you, you kind of... I mean, Guy Ritchie directs this film and there's a lot to be said about Guy Ritchie movies, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really interesting, kind of that take on things, and I I would agree with kind of what you're saying with those characters. And I mean, I, I will come back to Will Smith because I think we need to talk about it separately. But I mean, you sort of you I think said, and this is phrasing weirdly. You said it was a very white Arabic cast. If that like explain what you mean by that? Okay, this was actually one of my friends happened to be watching this movie in Canada this morning when I was Snapchatting her and I saw it on the background of her Snapchat and I said, oh my gosh, are you watching Aladdin? I'm going to see it tonight. And what she said was, it's amazing how white the Arabic cast is in this movie. Or, well, she said it in less politically correct terms. Don't don't elaborate. (laughs) But I think that she described it very well because she said, she basically said the whitest brown people. And I think that's a very true statement. But that being said, it's a thing. Like, there are white people who are 100% black. Well, not white, but, like, people who looked mixed who aren't. And I think that is not something we can really judge, even though we will judge it, because it was a very white cast. And I think that... See, I'm trying to remember the original Aladdin, because obviously... um, Oh my gosh, the genie whose name is Robin Williams. Thank you. Is has an American accent, and I'm sure that everybody else in that film did. But I think that the contrast in this film is that there were key players who were Arabic, Arab, 
Arabian? Is that the same thing? No. Arabic. Arabic. Of Arabic descent. And but who had the accent and people who just sounded American and that to me clashed. I would agree. And I think this is an issue I think I mean the the original Aladdin got a lot of gets a lot of criticism for kind of its betrayal of Arabs and I mean you you're never gonna you're never gonna please everyone. There's always gonna be and I think look, I will say I think this film does a very good job, I think, at making it feel Arabic and kind of, you know, like the music, the score, the costumes. I mean, this is a beautiful looking film. Like, I can't complain about any of... All of Jasmine's dresses and costumes in this movie were amazing. The only thing is, she didn't have the Jasmine Mm. costume. And Aladdin didn't have the Aladdin costume. It was too different to the cartoon. Really? I thought it was similar enough, but it was like modern. That was what I thought. It was like if an American did Aladdin as a Halloween costume, that's what he would wear. I think that just like, I mean, the the portrayal of, of the Arabic sort of the landscape that they have, I think is done. De- I mean, at the end of the day, this is an American film. They're going to go out of their way to stylize it so that it will sell. And this is where I think a lot of people can get um, uptight a little bit too much about things like this because, you know, the this is an American-made film and they've got to target it to their audiences. It's no different if this film was made, you know, in, in Egypt or, or somewhere in sort of the Arab part of the world and they took like an American story, which they've done, and all countries do this. They put their own take on it. So I think kind of like that's where they've kind of got that balance to do. And I think they do a very good job. There's, there's literally one white person in this entire film um, and it's the other prince guy who, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's meant to be a made-up land with a made-up accent. Oh. Because they say he's from, like, Scotlandia or something like that. Well, it sounded like... It almost sounded like Scotland. And I was like, that is not a Scottish accent. No, yeah. Uh, From Scanland, he's from. Um, So, yeah. Um, But look, just... I mean, look, we can get hung up on these sort of things. I will just quickly say... uh, So, Mina Masood plays Aladdin. Now, I, I am not familiar with him at all. Uh, he's of Egyptian descent um, and sort of looking at his filmography coming into this really nothing that I have seen uh, he's done some video game voices he's been in the uh, TV show Jack Ryan he's been Saving Hope uh, and none of the movies I don't think I've even heard of I mean I honestly thought that he he overplayed it he like he, he tried to have charisma and sort of that that cockiness of Aladdin, but to me, he just comes across as trying too hard and came just, I don't know. Like he wasn't terrible, but there were moments where he was, but I don't know. There was just something about him that I feel didn't work. And I don't know if that's him or it's just him trying to play this character too much like the cartoon. What, what did you think of uh, Mr. Masood? Okay. I have three things over the course of that entire thing that I didn't listen to you or say a word. Um, first, he's not attractive. Like, you can tell he... The, the key issue here is he's not attractive, everyone. You can tell he thinks he's attractive, but he's like a cheap Bruno Mars. Like... I see it. That's... Yeah. Bruno Mars and Rami Malek, if they had a child. Yes, 100%. Second, he's Canadian, which is pretty cool. He, he lives in Canada. He's not actually Canadian. Nationality, Canadian. Okay, I was wrong. Move on. Um, Third, and this is where his acting comes into play, finally. He's a vegan, that's why. Oh, no wonder. No, I think that he, like, especially at the beginning, I think throughout the movie it actually gets better. I agree. But at the beginning, 
it's almost like he thinks it's a joke. It's almost like he showed up on set and he was like, ah, oh, I'm too good for this. I don't need to be here. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Great, great and um, explanation. That is not in any way the essence of Disney. And I think that it makes it harder to swallow again. Just because you picture a Disney movie and there isn't a way for you to be able to tell that the actor thinks that this is such a joke. Whereas looking at this, being able to see his facial expressions and the way that he carries himself in the first, say, half hour of the movie, it's like he thinks it's a joke. It's like he thinks it's, it doesn't matter. And the little girl inside me cries. Like I would, yeah, completely agree. I think that's a very, very good explanation. Because um, I couldn't put my finger on it the whole time. I'm thinking, like, there's something off about this. And like, I would almost say that, so Naomi Scott plays Jasmine, there were moments where I felt she was kind of the same as well. Like, I mean... She looks so different, not in her Jasmine costume. And so she's uh, British. Uh, she's apparently of Ugandan and, I'm going to butcher this, Gujarati Indian descent. So why is she American in this film? I, I could not answer that for you. Um, so, I mean, look, she definitely improves. But, I mean, looking at her... Uh, she's going to be in the new Charlie's Angels remake. I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, nothing I've seen with her in it either. She was in The Martian. I've not seen The Martian. She was in The Martian. Uh, she, oh, she was... Oh, okay. So I haven't seen the reboot of The Power Rangers. So she was obviously the Pink Ranger in the reboot of The Power Rangers, which makes me sad because that role is owned by Kimberly Jo Joseph, a uh, Canadian. Um, yeah. I don't know. What, what did you think of Jasmine? I thought she was great. I didn't get the same vibe that you got from her, actually. Like, I thought she was really great. The cartoon is much more... I mean, she was not unattractive, but I was more attracted to the cartoon. Wow, I thought she was gorgeous. I thought she... I thought that she pulled it off very well, and I loved just, like, the costuming and the hair in this movie. And it was just... It wasn't that it was, like, the costuming, super detailed, super... I don't want to say out there, but just, like, extravagant. Whereas the hair and the makeup was just simple and... But gorgeous, and from scene to scene different every time and i liked that i was a fan of jafar uh, i like i like the jafar character in the cartoon i generally like the evil people i mean jafar and scar are very similar characters a couple of years apart from each other in the lion king scar owns it like if, if they're gonna butcher scar in the lion king remake and i'm gonna be so fucking mad that is that is just jeremy irons and no one else should be playing uh scar but um so marwin kenzari plays jafar who's dutch uh, funnily enough. Um, but I thought he was brilliant. I thought he just kind of had a sort of a, a calmness. It's like it wasn't cartoony until sort of at the end. And I think there was kind of just a, a level of nuance in the evilness that kind of grounded it a little bit more. And I, I really liked his version of Jafar. I have a hard time with the bad characters because I am scared of everything. But he did a good job. Like he was sinister and he did it well and i think i'm trying to think if it's just like if it's a yell or a laugh at the end but something at the end like i can picture the scene in my mind mm. but i can't remember if he's laughing or if it's just a yell or what it is but it was just so overly evil and yet but it was grounded like yeah. you said in that darkness i don't know he did a good job um so let's go back to Will Smith. Um, as I said, doesn't do a Robin Williams impersonation, makes this his own. 
And I think it works. I think the only issue I had with it is that I'm a fan of Will Smith's music, but the thing with Will Smith when he <sighs> sings, so to speak, and raps, is like he speaks, sings, and he raps. That's He's a rapper. He doesn't necessarily sing. And I think you could tell in this movie when he was made to sing, sing, that you could tell it was altered a little bit too much. And, like, I'm not one to generally... I'm, I'm not one of these people who are like, oh, auto-tune, it's terrible. To me, auto-tune is an instrument. But it's no different to using an electric guitar. You can use it for good, bad, whatever. There are just times, though, where it can sound a little bit too much. It's the same with any form of music. You can alter it too much to make it sound too much. And that was the only issue. But outside of that, I mean, I thought he was great. He brought his own personality to the role. I never got why people were going off about the blueness in the trailer when that first came out saying he looked freaky. I think it looks fine. Um, and just his take on these classics, like Never Had a Friend Like Me, his own version of it, great. Uh, the Alibaba song, great. Um, he kind of does a, his own new raps in the, the credits. Which I, I mean, look, Men in Black fan, I used to love, at least in the first two, when he rapped, and that was his song, and then he didn't do one for the third one, they got Pitbull to do that, but whatever. Um, the only thing, too, is like the credits, he kind of turns it into Hitch. If you remember the final scene in Hitch when they do the big dance-off in the wedding, that's how this movie ends, let's be honest. But, yeah, Will Smith's great. I'm a huge Will Smith fan. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know. I love basically him, everything that he's in. But um, I thought he was fantastic. I agree. I thought he was fantastic. I am still thinking about your comment as we walked out of the movie theater that he did a gay genie. Um, <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's like... it's. I don't mean that in a negative way. I think that, like, there's a level of flamboyance to his portrayal that... I think it works. Like, no way do I mean that as, like, a negative. I think kind of it's almost like... Let's go with camp. I think he's done a camp genie, which I think I think works for this character. And I think it's kind of like... Because if you think about it, like, you make a, a real-life movie with this type of character in this sort of environment, I mean, it is a little bit camp. He's a bit exuberant and a bit sort of, you know, out there and just stuff like that. I think it, I think it works. Don't paint me as a horrible human being. I wasn't painting you as a horrible be- human being. I was going to say it was a good call, but you just wouldn't let me. Um, I'm used to people criticizing me for my comments on this show. I'm just <laughs> defending myself early, all right? There is a cross-dressing scene, which I enjoyed. Um, I thought it was hilarious. As a current binge-watcher of RuPaul, um, it was it was great. I loved it. Um, not the point I was trying to make. No, he did a fantastic job, and uh, what you said, just to repeat it, he didn't try to do a Robin Williams impersonation, and that was, I think, very important to this role, and it was great. The music, it's the same, same again. The the versions of it, uh, most of them work. Um, I didn't like the new version of the Aladdin one when he was running through the market. Uh, the whole bad. new world... It was so bad. It was, uh, both the whole new world sound bad. A whole new world was good. Disagree. But the running through the market was... It was his. What is it? What do they call him? A street, street rat? rat. Yeah, the street rat song was. It was bad. And I didn't like the Jasmine song, as you said, <laughs> Oscar bait, and it's just Frozen 3.0 because Moana was 2.0 and this is 3.0. The first. So instead of Jasmine having her song and then having a reprise of it, they did the reprise first yeah. and then she had her song. But the reprise was good and it fit. I thought, where the second one didn't. Which is the Oscar bait one. Yeah, yeah, it's very Oscar bait. And when I say Frozen 3.0, I mean Let It Go 3.0, because Moana it was um, the... <laughs> and you see on the hill, I will go, let it snow. Like, that's not... What's the song? 
That's the right tune. I can't think of the words because I love that you can just pull that song out. You know. Shiny. Moana, we watched that so many fucking times last year. Um, and loved it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't. Visually, it looks great. We said the costumes look fantastic. Um, I mean, Will Smith just looks like he's having fun in this movie, can I just point out? Uh, and I saw an article recently. It was like, this is Will Smith's comeback. Like, this is the last chance for his career. And okay, he's had a couple of flops in terms of Will Smith style, but I don't think Will Smith has ever gone away. I think kind of, you know, he's still Will Smith. I mean, this guy is, you know, the... What did we say last week? That Ryan Reynolds was the white Will Smith? So does that mean that Will Smith is the black Ryan Reynolds? Oh, no. No, Will Smith was a thing before Ryan Reynolds, so... Actually, not that far apart. Will Smith was like early 90s. Ryan Reynolds was kind of late 90s when Two Guys a Girl came out, so... You've never seen Two Guys Girl Pizza Place, have you? Got to go back and watch where your man started. Like, that was a good show. Um, is there anything else you, you want to add? Nope. Nope? Nope. Does this make you less or more excited for The Lion King in, like, two months? I I, I still... I, I not, My opinion hasn't changed when you hear us through the live-action month. I just... No. I'm just so scared for The Lion King. I just don't want it to be a thing, and I just don't... I just can't fathom what they're going to do with my beloved Lion King. I still just don't care about the Lion King, honestly. Ugh, they played a trailer for it again tonight. It just makes me sad. Uh, so I guess the, the big question right now is, uh, are we buying this, renting it, or bunning it? To be honest, this recording session has made me like this movie less. Oh, I thought you were going to say more. No. Like, I'm closer to a bin now than I was before, but I'm still in the rent category. But before thinking about it and analyzing it, I liked it more than I currently do. So you so you are renting it? Yeah. I concur. I will rent this. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to kind of... When you've got no <laughs> expectations going into a movie and you kind of leave with the same vibe, like, I just... It didn't blow me away. I mean, it's not like last week when we talked about Detective Pikachu and it kind of like, wow, okay, that actually was so much better than I was giving it credit for. So, yeah. Um, I mean, if I think the thing that will appeal to people is the fact that if you like Disney live-action films, you will like Aladdin. It's It plays it safe. It does what it intends to do. It sells what it intends to sell. And I think at the end of the day, that's all they ultimately do. Disney play it safe. I mean, Marvel, they just play it safe constantly. Um, so yeah, you, you will like this if you like these films. And if you are about to listen to our live action month with a bit of distaste in your mouth over some of these, uh, live action films, then perhaps you'll, uh, understand how we feel with some of those ones moving forward. So that's Aladdin. It's in cinemas now. Uh, I wish this is a part of the, uh, show where I could be like, if you want to win tickets then, but no, no one gives a shit about us apparently. Um, in the meantime, uh, coming up, uh, when it comes to spoiler free reviews, we're Quite busy, actually. A lot busier than I thought we would be because, um, you know, I thought kind of outside of Avengers and things like that, we wouldn't be seeing a lot. But it turns out we're seeing quite a few. Next weekend, uh, there's two that I believe, at least I'm planning on. You're at least going to be planning on one, I think. Uh, next one, I think you and I will see will be Rocket Man, um, the Elton John biopic. Just quick thoughts for you on uh, Elton John, Rocket Man. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody, you kind of went into it. Just, I don't know how you went into Bohemian Rhapsody. You sort of liked it, but I think you sort of didn't like it after the second viewing. How, I mean, do you even know much Elton John music? <laughs> Why are you going to see this movie with me if this is how you're sort of feeling? 
Um, I know Rocket Man. I'm a Rocket Man. I know Rocket Man. Sorry. The Crocodile Rock. I know. You know your song. My song. It's called your song. And I think it's gonna be a long, oh. long time. No, that's Rocket Man, is it? No, 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 Rocket Man has your song. Is um, oh no, you'd know your song. Um, it's sort of got a similar, but um. Um, you know Tiny Dancer Hold me closer Tiny Dancer This is your song And uh, uh, I hope I don't mind I hope I don't mind No more A wonderful life When You're in the world You'd know it Believe me You would know your song You'd know Saturday night's alright for fighting Saturday Saturday Okay anyway Elton John has a lot of songs How are you feeling about seeing the Elton John movie? (laughs) I think I care less about the Elton John movie than I did about Bohemian Rhapsody. But that being said, I did enjoy Bohemian Rhapsody, and I'm excited for this movie. Yeah, I'm, I I think Elton John's one of these singers that, like, I mean, I I was a huge Queen fan, still am a huge <laughs> Queen fan. Loved Bohemian Rhapsody. Colin, get fucked. It's a great movie. Rami Malek deserved his Oscar. But like Elton John is somebody who like I like his music. Uh, I would go see. I mean, he's coming here in a couple of well, about a year. But I mean. I maybe wouldn't go out of my way to buy tickets. If I won tickets, I wouldn't say no. Um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because I think it's meant to be a bit of a unique take on his career, uh, sort of like more of a fantasy. So that would be interesting. And I mean, they're all the rage right now, the biopics. So um, we'll see how that goes. And the other one, which you have absolutely no interest in seeing, uh, is Godzilla, uh, the new Godzilla film, which, uh, I mean, I, I wasn't... We talked about Godzilla last year, obviously, in... Um, uh, anniversary month uh our love for the 1998 matthew Broderick one which is hated um, but colin and i love it they remade it uh four years ago now with uh brian cranston well it's not really a brian cranston film he gets killed off in like 30 minutes spoiler alert if you haven't seen that one but uh, i do love a good giant dinosaur movie and i'm looking forward to seeing the second godzilla which is going to set us up to godzilla vs king kong next year so still don't want to come see godzilla with me not even a little. That's my Godzilla roll. But outside of Godzilla, uh, in the coming months, we've got Men in Black International. We've got Toy Story 4. Uh, you're not a side of Toy Story 4? I'm not a Toy Story kid. What's wrong with you? I was never a Toy Story kid. You're drunk. No. Um, We also have Lion King coming out. And then I think there's a bit of a gap uh, before we get the likes of uh, Terminator Dark Fate, Star Wars coming out as well. Um, and a few other ones littered. No, well, uh, anyway, and of course, um, in terms of movies, as Mallory dies, I've said it about a million times in this episode, Disney Live Action Month, only a couple of weeks away, get excited for that, we've got Maleficent, The Jungle Book, um, Beauty and the Beast, and the original Lion King, which you and I do, The Jungle Book and The Lion King, exciting, and uh, also our TV ones are still up and running, Third Watch is still going, Lost is still going, our random rewatches are still going, uh, Colin and I do James Bond Jr. in a couple of days, what do you do, and other ones. Lots of things. We're busy. We're busy people on the Oz Network, um, which Mallory only shows up for once every month or so. Yep. She's dying slowly. Yep. But uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, and all of the podcast channels. Please do leave us some feedback, leave us some comments. We do appreciate everything that you are when you listen. We'd love to hear more. And, uh, yeah, you leaving us feedback and and subscribing on uh, all the channels helps us get shown out there a little bit more. And help spread the word of the Oz Network. In the meantime, my name 
is Ben and you've never had a friend like me. My name is Mallory and phenomenal cosmic power! Itty bitty teeny tiny living space! Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.